The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Megan Lynch, the co-founder and CEO of Six Point Creative. Megan, hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I'm fabulous. (laughs) Good. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, We have some history between us. Uh, Ira Brick, uh, the the namesake of this show, the creator of this show, um, prior to me, um, you and he have some family business connections. You were on his show twice? Yes, I think at least twice. Amazing. And so, you know, when I was sort of researching you, I saw that you focus on family business. Is that because of Ira or did you do that prior to Ira? That is 100% because of Ira Brick. I totally blame Ira for that. (laughs) (laughs) And has it been a good thing? I mean, you've been in business for 16 years. Yes. So all of those years, have you been focused on family business? No, and we've always... Family businesses, we've always served family businesses, but they haven't been the the focus of Six Point all during that time. Uh, it's really only been in the last few years, pretty much since Ira has, you know, kind of retired and passed on the family business center. And, and I was also kind of in a period of transition. And that was that was one of the decisions was, you know, what are some of my best experiences, both with clients and just who are the people who I enjoy being around and both Ira and also the people that he assembled for the Family Business Center were kind of top of that list. So Nice. Yeah. And so Six Point Creative, it's a marketing agency, a strategy agency. Yeah, we do uh, brand strategy consulting, positioning consulting, specifically for generational businesses that are kind of, you know, have have a strong past, have a lot of history, track record of success, but also need to evolve for the future. And so we kind of help them in that in-between space when they need to kind of do both, right? Honor the past and also evolve for the future. Which is a lot. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's heavy stuff. Yeah. But fun. And so have you taken any therapy classes or are you are you like a licensed psych- psychologist or anything? <laughs> no. Although sometimes I feel like one. I feel like I should probably add that to my hit list. But <laughs> um, but no, I feel like, um, you know, one of the things that Ira taught me in the Family Business Center is that a good question is more important than a good answer. And so I feel like that's something that I've really tried to kind of bake into how we work with family businesses is that it's not about us having the answers for them, but it's asking them the right questions that helps them come to their own answer. Because for a lot of these companies, they kind of the right answer that you might learn in business school or might work for a big corporation is the wrong answer for them for whatever reason. And so, you know, if it conflicts with their values or it conflicts with their vision for the future, or if it conflicts with their family system or whatever it is. So um, so really deeply listening, asking good questions and helping them find their own answers is a big piece of what we do. Yeah. And, and it is different. Right. Than a lot of other corporations that don't have that element of family in there because family and that interpersonal dynamic, like you can't just leave work at work because work is your life. Your life is your family is your work and it's all kind of in a pot together. Exactly. Yeah. So that so the decisions that you make at work affect 
you know, your holidays affect your after work time. And um, and yeah, it's a, it's a lot to hold. And I think it's it's one of the reasons why we really love helping them is because the work feels like it has a bigger impact than simply doing work for companies where the decision is pretty black and white. It's how do we make the most money or how do we grow the quickest for these companies? There's a lot of gray <laughs> to work mm-hmm. through. And so um, so helping them kind of put that all out on the table and sort through it becomes a really fun and rewarding challenge for sure. And so 16 years in this business, were you in this type of business prior to that? Is this your launch into the working world? Like, how did you come to co-found Six Point Creative? Yeah, so um, way back when I thought I was going to be a um, a professor of English literature. That's what I was going to school for, um, and. I I got it while I was going to school, uh, getting my master's in English Lit at BC, I was working at an advertising agency as a day job, partially to just pay bills and then partially because I was also like, eh, I probably should have some job before <laughs> I just stay in academia forever. And what I found was that I was just really enjoying my day job more and that academia was almost like more corporate than corporate. Um, you know, just kind of the politics and things like that were academia not, is pretty corporate. Yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting in my idyllic mind. And so I was enjoying my day job more than I was enjoying that. And um, so I continued for a while, worked at several different marketing agencies. And um, the last one I worked at, I um, worked with my two co-founding partners. And um, and that was, you know, kind of the launch of Six Point. And so that was 16 years ago. Yes. And are they, is everyone still involved? No, they're both, um, both retired now. Uh, my business partner, David, still does some work for us and for some of our clients, but in a much more like behind the scenes way. And uh, Marsha Montori was the other founding, uh, founding partner and she's retired and traveling the world and so <laughs> great stuff so yeah that's so great um and you know things evolve right 16 years you figure it out and you kind of make the business continue um it's a fam- not it wasn't a family business but you know like that's sort of the mentality of a family business is how do we keep making it evolve and continuing and making sure that it's here for future generations for more years for future owners and so you know for Six Point Creative, what are you seeing as kind of like your day to day, like your like day in and day out? What are you working on? What is your focus? So right now, one of our biggest focus is um, is really education, educating family businesses, generational businesses about how brand strategy fits into what they're doing. And so um, one of the biggest things that we've really spent time developing and honing over the past couple of years are brand strategy workshops. And so that's the kind of the starting point for all of our clients is um, a deep dive customized brand strategy workshop that really works with their leadership team, their family, and kind of, again, helps them sort through some of the messiness that they're facing so that they get a lot more clarity and confidence on the other side. And 
sometimes we'll continue working with them, you know, supporting them as kind of outsourced capacity, or sometimes it unlocks enough clarity that they just have a lot of to-dos that they've got to go get done. So, And how many people really know their brand? I mean, how many people can really like nail that? You know, yeah. for me, I'm seeing so many businesses that they think they know or they have this like sort of regurgitated thing but you know how many really know what exactly they do why they do it how they do it and can deliver it yeah and i think it's one of the things that's interesting is a lot of the family businesses that we work with are at really critical evolution points when something fundamentally has to change about the business. So they've got a next generation leader coming in or they're entering a new market or a new channel and they've gotten where they are just by kind of innately knowing their brand, you know, kind of like everybody gets it, but they're going into new territory where that's not good enough anymore. And the clarity of truly being able to articulate and scale what they're doing. Um, you know, they'll often say like, oh, we know our customers. We've worked with our customers for, you know, 50, 100, 150 years. But, you know, have they actually talked to their customers lately, like done in-depth interviews with them, really, truly listen to what their lives are like now, not 20 years ago? Because that's a really different different customer. You know, even if you've done the business for a long time, you can't be... Um, just so like overconfident that you know what's going on in, in people's lives and what, what pressures they're facing and also what value you could be providing them that you're not even aware of. And so, so really, again, that like deep listening is really a big piece of our process. I love the deep listening and I love your conversation about the surveys. How many businesses are you surveying? How many clients of yours are you surveying? And how many um, of those clients are you saying to survey their clients? Is it 100%? Is it half? Yeah, I mean, we, um, we're we a big fan of in-depth interviews over surveys. You know, sometimes surveys will be a piece of the puzzle, but um, all of our clients do diagnostics when they come in, but um, but the in-depth interviews are something that we are always doing snapshots for ourselves with our own clients, with our own market. Uh, and we really, I, I always feel like it is, if a business could could do one thing that makes the biggest difference in their marketing, their brand, their clarity, their strategy, it would be an in-depth interview with their customers. Amazing. It's already our first break. I'm Tara Burstyer. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show with Megan Lynch, co-founder and CEO of Six Point Creative. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here with Megan Lynch, the co-founder and CEO of Six Point Creative, which has been in business for 16 years. And Six Point works with generational businesses on brand strategy, and they focus on 
how they honor the past and evolve to stay relevant for the future with these businesses. Um, and so we were just talking about a lot of things that you do um, and a lot of things that you focus on in these businesses, these family businesses, which are super personal and it goes way beyond just being in the business where you can like leave it at the door. You know, you're not leaving it at the door. You're taking it home to family conversations, to holidays, to vacations, all of it. Um, and that carries a lot of weight. And so I really liked what we were just talking about about the in-depth interviews and so you use the interviews in order for them to formulate a strategy can you talk a little bit more about that sure yeah so so deep customer listening becomes an extremely powerful tool to get insights that are going to allow you to make smarter decisions on the business side so for a lot of our our clients they're they're coming to us at these critical evolution points where there's a lot of fear about doing something new and so for example they they they're entering a new market or need to sell through a new channel that they don't know well and that there's this this underlying feeling of oh if we take this leap number 1 Am I going to be the one that loses this generational business? <laughs> Am I going to mess this up for my family? Or which you don't want to do for the past folks or for the, or future, for the future folks? Yeah, right. that's no good for anybody. Right. Uh, and you know, or or and um, they're also taking a step into the unknown, into something that they do not have a track record on. They don't have the expertise of how to do it. And so working with a team at Six Point who has done this before and can kind of understand their business and what they're trying to do and bring them insights about this is what we've seen other companies do, this is how this market works, bring them intelligence that they can use to make better decisions it really helps give them confidence to make these leaps and you know and and we talk about this in our team all the time is that you know we don't you know we're not selling logos we're not selling you know social media posts or anything like that we're selling clarity and confidence you know that that that's really becomes what we have to deliver at the end of the day is they need to be clear about what their next step is and they need to understand all of the ramifications of those decisions on the business on their family for them personally and also brand which i think is really hard for people to know what that actually is whether or not you're in a business or outside of a business so can you speak a little bit about like brand clarity and and how you identify brand yeah i think particularly for generational companies brand becomes a sticky thing because sometimes they think about it as like oh that's kind of BS, you know, like it's marketing, it's, you know, it's not real. We're about relationships, we're about authenticity. So sometimes I'll have them just replace, like drop out the word brand, we're not gonna use that, we're gonna use the word reputation. And all of a sudden when I talk about reputation, they're like, oh, well, our reputation is the most important asset of our company, you know, mm. that trust, that, you know, that is, we've worked generations to build that, to maintain that. And so so when we think about brand strategy, that's really what we're talking about, is not, not understanding what do we think we are, <laughs> what do we say we are, but how are other people talking about us? How are other people perceiving us? And for our 
whether it's our customers, whether it's our suppliers, whether it's potential employees, you know, how do we make sure that that reputation that's out there is as strong as we want it to be, as clear as we want it to be, and positions us for growth in the future? Because people could know what you did 50 years ago, but that's likely not your current capacity or your current capability. And so so the brand, the reputation often needs to kind of play a little bit of leapfrog of like, you know, you have to kind of put something out that's a little bit aspirational so that the company can grow into it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're constantly trying to describe what you were, you know, last year, <laughs> not what you're going to be in five or 10 years. And is the the brand also tied to like the polling and the staffing, uh, the, the polling of the staff and the customers? And those are sort of... Absolutely. Because how do you, you know, again we might know what we think we are mm-hmm. or or have some gut sense of that but until we talk to our customers we don't know you know not only how they're perceiving us and how they understand and would articulate our value but also what they need from us, where they need us to be and where their lives are going so that um, you know again we're looking for those kind of like insights and intersection between, what we already do well and where we want to go as a company and what our customers or our future customers need from us and and trying to create a plan to make sure that the two of those overlap really strongly. Mm. Are you seeing people, consumers, customers gravitating more or less towards family businesses? Are people paying attention to family businesses over larger corporate entities? Like, does it matter to anybody? I mean, I'm trying to think of all the family businesses that I know. I think maybe we live in a an area where there are more family businesses than, say, an urban area, perhaps. But what are you seeing out there in terms of, of that question? Yeah, it's such a good question. And it's, it's funny. We're actually, Six Point's going to be doing specific consumer research on that this year uh, to really better understand consumer preference right now towards family businesses. You know, it's like, but what we see is that it does vary a bit depending on the consumer, depending on the product, um, you know, depending on the, the the business or the area that they're in. Some people, when they think of family business, they think of succession. You know, they think of like, you know, privilege, entitlement, you know, huge wealth. For some people, when they think of family business, they think of like a dry cleaner, you know, that, you know, the corner uh, mom and pop type store. And, but, um, but we do find that overall there's there's been research on this, like the Edelman Trust Barometer shows that family businesses are trusted more than corporations, trusted more than the government, um, and that also employees of family businesses trust their employers to do the right thing, to give them good information. So there is there is there definitely is an increase in trust in family businesses over other entities. Um, but but I think it would be one of one of our big questions is kind of like, you know, what what is a confident answer to that question? Because sometimes, you know, we we advise clients to, you know, tell their family story to kind of make that a more visible part of their brand. Um, and one of the things we want to make sure is that, like, 
that's good advice now and not just 10 years, mm-hmm. years ago. So. Right. Sort of the same advice that you're giving your clients you Ex- want to be able to give to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So one thing that I saw on your website that I really loved was this um, phrase stuck to sustainable. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all or if that's a mantra or if I just picked it up out of out of your website. It's like something that I was like, oh, that's a really cool yeah. ideology. Yeah. I mean, stuck to st- sustainable is, again, yeah, it is kind of one of our core mantras about like, you know, what exactly is it that we do? Because it is kind of hard to put your finger on. But that is our clients when they come in the door, like they are feeling stuck. And what's what's really funny is that they're not feeling stuck because they don't have enough growth opportunity. They're often feeling stuck because they almost have like too much opportunity. You know, they look over here and they're like, ooh, we could, you know, we could be valuable to this market or ooh, we could sell through this channel or oh, maybe we just need to grow the customers that we have or, you know, launch a new product. And because they have a lot of strengths, they have a lot going on that's positive. But when you see so much opportunity, it almost has the opposite impact of what you would expect. You almost become like paralyzed of like, ooh, you know, if we do this, is it going to wreck this over here? Or which one is the most important? And and you have finite resources, finite time, finite money. Um, So which one of these is going to be the thing that really like enables the other stuff to happen? And so... um, So our goal is to help them get unstuck, you know, help them figure out um, their priorities, figure out a strategic plan, and also with the idea to not just doing the things that are going to make them the most money in the short term, which is not the goal of most of our clients, um, that it really is about how do we make sure that they're sustainable for the next generation, for the next hundred years. Um, so so making choices with that long-term sustainability in mind and that kind of stewardship in mind of we're, we're taking care of this business for a period, but our job is to kind of like leave it stronger than we found it. Yeah. And I think that's probably a hard thing to know when to get off of the road, you know, to park the car as a family business or to decide to close it down or sell it or shut it. And um, I want to talk a little bit about the 30, 60 and 90 day action plans when we come back. But we have to take a break. I'm Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with Megan Lynch from Six Point Creative. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with Megan Lynch, who's the co-founder and CEO of Six Point Creative. We've been talking about a lot of brand strategy for family businesses and the how and the why, and also um, what Megan and her team are up to in terms of trying to teach small businesses, family businesses, next steps of brand and strategy and marketing. Um, Before the break, we were talking about action plans and how to actually take those surveys and put them into something actionable. And I loved reading that there's a 30-day, a 60-day, and a 90-day plan. Do you want to talk about that at all? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So one of the things that we know from 
you know, interviewing our own clients and, and interviewing family businesses is that one of their biggest frustrations when people talk about brand strategy or when they've hired brand strategy firms in the past is that they maybe do a brand guide or redo the logo, but it doesn't feel like it actually like makes a measurable difference in the day-to-day of their business. And for our clients, like these are people who get a lot of stuff done. They do not like to do things that don't make an impact. They don't like an, you know, an academic exercise. They want it to to see and and really have it feel substantive. And so one of the things that that we do towards the end of our brand strategy workshops is start to talk about, okay, you know, we've had a lot of aha moments through this workshop. You have a lot of clarity, but what are some concrete next steps that need to get done in order for you to reach your bigger goal? And so one of the things that we know is that we need to help them break down some of the things that feel big or feel nebulous and start to break them down into, okay, well, in a year, what will we have accomplished? Okay, what's a quarter of the way to that? What's a third of the way to that? And just start breaking it down into some manageable steps. And it sounds a little bit obvious, but it's it's the step it's the step that a lot of companies don't make is okay, how do we take that big goal and really start breaking it down into concrete next steps so that our team can leave this workshop and not just go, oh well that was fun and then back to business as usual, that the moment they step out of the the door that they feel like, okay, we know exactly what we're doing next and how things are going to be different from here on out. And I feel like you just touched on a really key point. I mean, so many times we walk out of that meeting, that conference, that training, and we're so ready to go, right? Like, we're like, yes. And then there's no follow up. I mean, there's like nothing. And you're like, oh, that really stinks. Yeah. That's almost worse than like not doing the training and exactly. like not having it in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Your eyes have been opened yeah. and nothing changes. Yeah. And it, what, what's really interesting is that there's just some, some new research coming out of the Cornell uh, Family Business Program about how particularly for family businesses, this is true, that they they studied a number of family businesses that were at kind of like high risk and high potential and they did education put them through some education programs and what they found was that for businesses where there was little to no family involvement they could take the education and implement it and everything was good for family businesses having the education could actually have negative business outcomes and negative personal income, personal outcomes for the family members because it didn't take into account the soft stuff, the family system, the dynamics, the kind of like fertile ground of the organization for implementing those best practices that they just learned about. So instead, they get the training, they learn what they should be doing, and then none of it gets implemented, and they feel really bad about not doing it. <laughs> um, and to me, that was like, oh my God, like, this is what we've seen and what we've been talking about, but to actually have, like, PhD-level research showing that mm-hmm. it was true at scale was like, oh my gosh. So I, you know, immediately, like, sent the study out to my team and was like, this is what I've been, like, this is why we exist, mm-hmm. <laughs> is because the family system and the business system are not separate. They are intertwined, and that is why for family 
family businesses with high family involvement, working with somebody who understands both and can help you bring both along at the same time becomes absolutely critical to being able to get any meaningful change from the work. And it's one of the reasons why you know, we know a lot of these family businesses get really frustrated when they work for companies that are like from a from an outsider perspective, really doing great work, you know, giving them great design, giving giving them, you know, spot on strategy, you know, very insightful things. But they're, you know, both sides are frustrated because they can't get anything to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, no change happens. And and it's because, you know, there's not attention being paid to this other kind of piece of the equation that mm-hmm. they're just kind of trying to ignore <laughs> exists. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. And, you know, for family businesses that are out there listening, your website is a really helpful tool to sort of guide the thinking and the thought process around what, what you're talking about. And so can you tell everyone your website for people who want to go there right now and check you out? Sure. It's sixpointcreative.com. So that's S-I-X-P-O-I-N-T, creative.com. And... On the website, we do have a self-assessment that family businesses can take. So if you, you know, like if you're listening to this and you're like, ooh, that sounds familiar. Some of the things you're describing, it sounds like you've bugged our conference room. Um, I would definitely encourage you to just go on and take the assessment because uh, what it does is it allows family businesses, generational businesses to really see the areas where they're getting stuck. So they feel this feeling of we feel stuck, but the why we're stuck is not clear to them. And this assessment really helps like pinpoint like, okay, you know, you're getting stuck on you have too many opportunities, you need to focus on one or your team is the issue or, you know, being able to articulate your brand DNA is your issue. Um, and, And then you also get a little video from me with a next step, an exercise, something that you can do that's, again, a concrete action point to say, okay, like, you know, if this is our problem, what's one thing that we can do to make it a little bit better? And um, so, yeah, so I think it's it's both fun to go and do and see see where you're getting stuck and just having that knowledge can help a lot. And it can also spark conversations with your family or your team to say, hey, (laughs) we need to pay attention to this. Like what we're feeling has a root cause and this is what it is. And they weren't just family business specific questions. I mean, I I went to your website and I was like, I want to take this, but I'm afraid to take it because I don't necessarily want to know the answer. Like, what you know, like what what kind of feedback are you going to give me? So how many different videos can come out of that? Like, are there like, is there a schematic to if you answer this question like this and this one like that, then you're going to get sent a different video? Are there just like a myriad of different videos that come out? Yeah, so our, um, the... The assessment is rooted in our brand acceleration process, and so it's going to identify one of nine pain points that you have. And so, um, so that you know, luckily there's a finite number of, of answers. <laughs> but that, nine is that more than I get. thought. But like yeah, I was thinking like three videos, four videos, maybe. No, yeah. no, there's there's really like nine potential areas where we've seen um, businesses get stuck, and and. To your point, while while we really focus on generational family businesses, 
this stuff is true for any business. It's just for for the businesses that we work with, the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just the you know, and getting these problems solved have have both more urgency and more nuance. Um, but we also work with with generational companies like um, we work with a nonprofit purchasing consortium that's you know they had a long history and ex, you know a strong executive director. Now they have a next you know executive director with new vision new energy for the future, you know, getting them into new markets and and new areas and really kind of like, again, honor the past, but evolve for the future. So, um, so I think for any company that are dealing with that, with that issue, um, the, the work that we do is totally relevant. And you just, you just used a word that um, sort of tease up my next question I was going to ask, which is how many evolution points does a small business have? Like how many, you know, points does it turn um, in your mind? What have you seen? Yeah. So, I mean, we see six of them, uh, hence our six point, um, <laughs> six point creative. But And I did not know what six stood for, so <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. You like, teamed that up yeah, nicely. I did. I'm like, all right, I was, I was going to ask, but thank you. Yeah, so um, so the six evolution points that we see are uh, next generation leadership. So, you know, new leader coming in, new vision, trying to figure out how do I not be the one who screws this up? And also, how do I continue evolving it and, and kind of capture some of the opportunity and vision that, that I'm bringing to it? Um, we have to take a quick break. I can't believe we're already here. Sorry, Megan. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. Megan Lynch from Six Point Creative and I will be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Megan Lynch from Six Point Creative. I can't believe this is our last segment, but it is our last segment. Um, She has been talking about how business is really personal and talking about the big F word in the business, which is family, not the one everyone else was thinking about. But um, we were just talking about the evolution points um, that a small business has, and you talked about one. So do you want to refresh everyone's... Memory of one? Yeah. So number one is a next generation leadership. So again, we're working with generational companies. So that next leader that comes in, that's that's a critical point. And it's also a big failure point for uh, for a lot of businesses, whether it's a family business or whether it's any business that has to transition from one strong leader to a next generation. Um, the other evolution points are a new market or channel entry, a cultural transformation, when they get involved in um, sustainability, ESG, philanthropy, you know, trying to figure out how the, the kind of philanthropic brand of the company relates to the main company. And then we also work with companies that are planning for mergers, acquisitions, or exits. So sometimes there is a point where either a family company needs to acquire, you know, grow through acquisition or merger, or that they get to the point where they have to figure out, oh, how are we going to 
get out of this business and mm. pass it on to another another steward. And so um, so helping them build value in the brand and think about that as being a point that they can approach strategically. It doesn't have to be something that happens to them, but it can be something that they can control and influence. Yeah, I love that. Six point creative. Who knew? Yeah. You knew. Um, and also, I loved on your website the the showcase of your team and how, like, really, I, I, I love it so much because, you know, team, personal, um, things that we don't know. But, like, what resonates and how, how do you have sticky points and, and how do you relate to your customers and to people who are looking at your website? And I really loved how you kind of did this jeweled picture of points that relate to each of your staff members. So do you want to talk a little bit about your team yeah yeah so um so for the listeners what tara is trying to describe <laughs> is there's um they're called nulling photos fun fact Thank the, you. those kinds of those, those kinds of pictures have a name and it's called nulling photo but basically for each of our uh, our team members we picked things in our life that are representative of things that we care about things that we love um because one thing that we know about our clients and about family businesses in general is that they are very relationship oriented. And so finding those points of connection become really, really important. So, you know, for some of our folks, they're into travel or they love Disney World or, you know, and those those become points that we can connect with clients over. Oh, you love the ocean. I love the ocean. You know, oh, you, you know, you go scuba diving. I go scuba diving. And also for you and your team, like I felt like when I looked at that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, now you know this about your teammate that you can relate to. So it exactly. creates an even stronger hold for you yeah. all as a company as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun onboarding. It's like a fun onboarding project that people get to do is pick the items that are going to be in their Nolling photo. And then also one of our big things in our team is, um, you know, one of our, our core values is embrace differences. And so it not only creates points of connection, but it also helps us see the diversity within our team. And one of the reasons why when you go to our About Us page, you see like the things before you see the faces is to also help people not just kind of scan our About Us page and be like, oh, does that person look like me? But instead kind of be like, ooh, oh, that person likes hiking. I like hiking. And then you find out like, oh, wow, like they're a lot older. They come from a different background or whatever. (laughs) And so it kind of helps people, you know, again, from like a diversity and inclusion perspective, from a sense of belonging, like all of that is really important to us. And so it's kind of a fun way to like play around with that and and to kind of try to create a more like inclusive welcoming environment not only for our existing team but for new people who might want to join six point and so i have to ask you yeah. um because you're some of your um knowing pieces were uh kind of uh, stood out to me one you have a bib a 1996 bib you have some crown jewels it looked like some of them were hard to like i had to expand some of these photos rolling pin cowbell eagle moby dick yeah. um look like elements of style so do you want to talk about your knowing photo a little sure uh, i just try to remember everything that's on it but um i mean several things are kind of like my nods to my English major background. Like, I am just a book nerd, so I love Moby Dick. I love literature. You know, that's one of my favorite books, the E.B. White Elements of Style. I not only love reading, but I love writing. And so, you know, this kind of, like, E.B. White was a big thing about, like, you know, if 
you can have a $10 word or a $1 word. Use the $1 word. Like, just make things as accessible as they can be. And so I, I love that. I try to keep that both in my writing and also in my strategy. And um, and then I'm also, um, I like to do trail running and hiking. So the cowbell is, um, I ran an ultra marathon. That's from my first ultra marathon. And so I ran a 50k 50 kilometers and at the end of that your award is not a medal but a cowbell <laughs> and so um so i put that on there and why and, why a cowbell versus a medal well it takes place on a cow farm okay <laughs> through like pastures and stuff yeah. and so the trail community is kind of like an odd well in the ultra running community is a very odd mm-hmm. community and so whereas like marathoners tend to love or or half marathoners tend to love their medals Mm-hmm. Uh, ultra marathons. It's all about like what's the weirdest, least obvious thing. So like you can you can get rocks at some of them. Belt buckles is a big thing. Um, they're useless and strange, but um, but yeah, it's a little mark of I completed this weird thing and now I've got this weird trophy that I can show people that's got a little story. And people ring their cowbell while oh, yeah. you're running through the... Yeah, the, okay. and when you... The, the course that... This particular course is a figure eight and so you go in and out of the start finish area several times over the course of the 50 kilometers and so every time you start getting close you can hear the cowbells like ringing of people like encouraging runners and stuff so it just gives you that like little boost of like oh my gosh I'm getting close when close is still several miles away it's (laughs) not really that close it's good to have that you know yeah like I can focus aid on this. Station I can do to aid it. Station. Yeah, yeah. Just get me yeah, just like get to, me the, to next the next checkpoint. Yeah. And don't think about the whole distance. And and I think that that has like I find a lot of connections between the ultra running, the trail running, and running a business. Of like, okay, just you know, focus. Get to the next point. Don't think about how far you're trying to go. Just think about what's in front of you and how you're going to get to the ne- that next point. And you can be surprised at like, oh, actually, wow, we just did that, and now look at how far we've come. And pretty fun yeah stacking right yeah that's that's what it is like if i can get to mile three i can get to mile five if i can get to mile five and get to mile eight yeah oh i can run two miles oh yeah mile 10 right oh wow look back at wow i just ran 10 miles okay yeah (laughs) yeah so how long does it take to run a 50k well if you're fast the fast people run it actually pretty fast for me it took i think almost six hours yeah that's a long time yeah it's a long time to run (laughs) Are you still doing it now? Um, I do trail running and I do hiking, but I haven't run an ultra in a number of years because I've got an eight-year-old who takes up a lot of my time and a business that yeah. takes up some time. Yeah. So different <laughs> Don't priorities, have as much time shifting, to... shifting priorities yeah. for sure. Um, and then, do you want to talk about um, just in the few minutes we have left, hustle culture? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if we have enough time, but like I just I guess I'm very passionate. The reason why I love generational businesses is that I'm also very like anti this idea of spin it up and sell it. How quickly can we grow it and how quickly can we sell it? And I think that there is something really important like emotionally important, you know, important for for the next generation to understand that like we need to start something and sustain it for the long term, not just to dispose of it. And so I think it, you know, it's an important thing overall. And I I think family businesses are one place where you really see that strongly. And so it's why I'm proud to be associated with them. 
Well, I'm I'm proud that you're there um, ringing the cowbell for yes. family businesses because Lord knows they need it. Um, and I'm really glad that you came on the show, Megan Lynch of Six Point Creative. And I'm really glad for Greenfield Savings Bank, who's one of our sponsors, and also for Business West, who provides so much information all up and down the region for all of us to um, attend and read about great people. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. Thank you, Megan Lynch, for coming on. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks for having me. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.